From American Salon Magazine and .com, I'm Gordon Miller, and this is American Salon Stories, our weekly podcast featuring some of the most interesting people we know. So I'm feeling kind of cool today, thanks to our guest, Jenny Streeby, known in the world of social media and beyond as the confessions of a hairstylist. Jenny is a leading independent educator, an amazing editorial stylist, master of brilliant braids, and one of our favorite pro-beauty influencers. She has 15 years experience in the industry, spent six years as an education director for the salon chain, Tony and Guy. Jenny's one of the industry's best known YouTubers and has a combined following of over 700,000 across all of her social channels. I adore this human being. Welcome to the podcast, my good buddy, Jenny Streeby. Aw, thank you, Gordon. I love that intro. Wow, I sound fancy. 700,000 followers. I'm not even done with your intro. There's more fancy to come. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, thank you so much. It's such an honor. And Gordon, you know, I adore you and I love the um, American uh, Salon family. So thank you so much for having me on today. Well, let me let me say some more good stuff about you because it's all so well-deserved. You've been featured in leading magazines, including American Salon. You have been named one of the top hair bloggers in all of America. You've published three hair tutorial books, which are sold worldwide. I remember Instagramming you a photo of one when I was in Urban Outfitters one day. I saw you on the counter and I, I kind of had a one of those fan moments. I recently saw you on the Today Show and um, on my television in my living room. That was beyond cool. You recently launched an app, which we're going to talk about in just a few minutes. And you're now being featured on beauty show main stages all over the continent, including IBS New York, ABA Canada. Next up is coming Premier Orlando. And you are a mom for two wonderful children and spouse to Casey, your husband. And you sometimes travel in a VW bus. And that's your intro. Wow, that is a lot, Gordon. Thank you so much for the lovely uh, introduction there. So I, I think first thing that comes to mind for me is how the heck do you do it all? You have a, a lot going on. So, you know, taking care of family, taking care of business, you, you still do spend some time behind the chair. I know it's probably less and less these days. Um, you've got your career traveling, the show platforms and all the things we talked about. So tell us about like, what's a, what is a normal day? Well, a normal day is definitely chaotic, but um, you know, I feel like if I don't take care of myself, I can't take care of my family. And what I mean by that is that if, when I'm home, I start off every single morning, 6am, I wake up at 530 to make a 6am hot yoga class. So I go for an hour. I'm like, peaceful. I'm in my zone. I come home. I'm feeling great. The kids are just waking up. Mommy has a smile on her face. And that's how I get my day started. And you know, with that, I've taken care of myself. I'm feeling really good. And I can, I feel like I can give my family my all at that point. And then when we're off to getting them to school, you know, after that, I can give my business my all because I've had my workout. I've had my really good time with my family in the morning. You know, it's usually it's a little chaotic, but again, I have a smile on my face and uh, yeah, I mean, it's not easy, but I think, you know, taking care of yourself is important. Not that I'm selfish, but it is important. But also I have a fantastic support system around me, my husband, and you've met him, Gordon, that, you know, he is my number one fan. 
Um, he actually is no longer working. He's actually working for confessions of a hairstylist. And, you know, he's my number one trusted employee and, uh, we make it into a partnership and we make it work. And, and he really, I mean, he supports me with everything. So it's, it's really fantastic partnership. Well, and you know, there's like a couple things that just pop immediately to mind listening to you, you know, this giant, wonderful industry that that we are a part of um, is filled with so many family businesses. So many salons are partnerships um, between spouses, um, close friends, extended family, you know, generations. Not always easy. And so now that you guys are working together, any tips for those who might be in the salon thinking about the family business route or bringing someone from the family into the business? Yeah, I mean, it definitely isn't easy, but you can definitely make it work. I think the most important thing for us um, is my husband has to feel like He's not only like needed, but he has his own part and say in the business, you know, so he has things he takes care of and people might not know, like the the app is actually his project, you know, he does all the back end stuff. And I feel like then he feels like he's important. And, you know, then I don't bother him so much with it. You know, I, I'm a control freak. So it's, it's very difficult for me. But I feel like him having that baby project really gives him um, ownership in the whole ordeal. But he also has his own hobbies where, you know, he, he rides um, bikes, you know, like 20 miles a day and kind of gets into his zone. And I think just with us both taking care of ourselves and we can take, then we can take care of the business with a smile on our face. When everybody needs a support system and I've seen you on the road and I've seen Casey out there supporting you and, um, you know, great decision to have him there with you and great advice for our audience. I want to, Talk for a minute about the health thing too, because I think that's so powerful what you're doing. I know you're a really good eater. You're, I can't remember if you're vegetarian or vegan. Yeah, I'm vegetarian. You're very committed to it. I've been out with you for dinner. We spent a lot of time looking for the right place with the right food. <laughs> and, it, and it shows in everything you do. And as, my experience in this industry is that a lot of people's careers are cut short by not taking care of their bodies behind the chair. It's tough behind the chair. So any advice around that? Because you, you definitely have made it a part of your life. L- listen, like 13 years ago, a lot of people don't know, but I was actually 25 pounds heavier and I wasn't vegetarian at the time. And, and you know, I don't care if you eat steak or whatever you want. But for me, my personal journey 13 years ago as a young stylist, I and I was going out all the time, I was thinking, what am I doing? And so I challenged myself to become vegetarian just to start incorporating fresh fruits and vegetables in my life. And I started um, working out. I got a, a trainer and I saw results and I lost 25 pounds and I've been able to keep that off even, you know, throughout having two children and, and staying active. But I think the thing is, you know, like when you work out, you lose natural endorphins, you know, release and you feel good about yourself when you eat good food, you, you, you feel good about yourself too. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not one to preach, but it's just how I can really get throughout the day and, and feel good about it. And again, you know, like losing the 25 pounds 13 years ago was definitely an eye opener and something I wanted to stick with. Well, it also feels like you know, that, that 
keeping yourself healthy every day the best you can is an investment in the future. Because again, so many careers are, are cut short. People invest in their tools. They invest in the decor of their salon. They, they certainly invest in clothes in this industry. It feels like to me, like that's a big part of what you've done. You're, you're, you're paying attention to the things that matter to make sure you can do all the things you have to do now and for a long time to come. Yeah, absolutely. You know, a matter of fact, um, one of my yoga teachers, when we do something with the, our wrist on the ground, I don't, I don't even know the the name of the posture. Um, that's how much I'm zoned out. But she always mentions that this is a great posture for people that work with their hands. And she always mentions um, hairstylists because, you know, it really stretches out um, our, our wrists, you know, and prevents us from any type of injury. And I think like yoga or even just any type of anything being active definitely helps you get through those long days, 10 hour days. Sometimes, geez, I was in Canada and Toronto, we were doing 12 hour days. And, um, you know, I feel like I had that stamina all day because I, I do feel quite fit and, and healthy. So I love to ask everybody, this one question, and that is, what's the best advice you have ever received professionally and, and why you think that advice might be relevant to our audience? The best advice that I've, you've actually asked me this before, and I'm going to say the same answer is the best advice that I got from someone. And I think it was just at the right time I needed to hear it was actually from Guy Tang. And it's the simplest thing that the best advice he'd ever given me. And he just said, you need to do what makes you happy. And it resonated for a lot of different reasons, but mainly because, you know, like I've tried, I've tried to do certain hair that, that I don't like or, or this. And, and, you know, now like I'm just doing the type of hair that really, it's my aesthetic, it's my art, it's, it's me. And so I feel like anytime I put out work, well, yeah, it sucks if someone doesn't like it as much as me, but it, the main thing is that it makes me happy and it's t- staying true to my my artist abilities. So that is great advice. And um, shout out to Guy Tang. We'll have to have him on the podcast one day soon. You know, and, and you know, he has, I think, been so true to himself, you know, and I think that's how he's become who he is today. He's, he's truly an authentic person. and He's truly an engaging person. And I think, um, you know, that that makes him a, a great role model. And I think that everything you just said makes you a great role model. I see you out there on the road and I'm I'm just blown away by how many people stop you. You're like the, you're like selfie center when you're in a crowd of hairdressers. Everybody wants to to grab Jenny and, and get a selfie. And how does that feel? Um, you know, it's really surreal. I still don't see it, you know. The way that I started everything was so organic. Just I I have a passion for sharing my knowledge with everyone. And I want to connect with, I literally want to hug every single fan. And so when people are like in Toronto, people were crying and it's, and I'm, I just want to say to them, like, I'm just a hairstylist like you that has really worked really damn hard. And it's just, it's amazing that people are responding that way. It's still super surreal because I don't see it. And I just want to talk to everybody. Um, usually I get in trouble because I don't get anywhere very fast, but um, yeah, it's just surreal. I can't, I can't explain it. Okay. So let's talk about how this all got started for you. I remember finding you on YouTube, I think before Instagram maybe even existed, I'm not sure about the timing, but I just remember 
finding you one day and going, wow, you had a unique presence. You were truly educating. I, I think I found your blog first. So just talk about your journey from the salon into this medium. Um, well, it's been kind of a crazy one, but yet very organic. So, you know, with my educational background with Tony and Guy, I, I really missed educating because at this point, when I launched my blog, I had went overseas with Tony and Guy, actually, and I came home to booth renting. And, you know, I got married, I had my daughter. And, you know, I'm that I'm that stylist, I can't sit still. And I just feel like I'm always trying to push myself, I actually have an addiction to make myself uncomfortable. Like I like getting out of my comfort zone as weird as that sounds. So I was at home a lot with my daughter and she would nap like two or three times um, throughout the day and for an hour or two. And I was bored and I was like, listen, I need to start educating and I don't even care who I start educating, but I need to do something. I just was like, I'm going to educate my clients. And I randomly started a blog and I did this 30 day hair challenge. And I took pictures with um, my computer of myself when my daughter was sleeping with just like the photo booth um, application that's on it. And then I would write about it. And then I kind of got addicted to like the numbers going up. And, you know, um, it's funny, a little piece of advice, like I just owned it, Gordon, like I remember two weeks into it, and I kind of got addicted. And I started seeing that, oh, well, there's actually a, a blogging craze going on, because I didn't really actually realize that. And then there was all these hairstyling sites, too. And I started emailing like latesthairstyles.com, like these more consumer-based hairstyling sites. And I said, Hey, I'm a hair blogger. I want to start blogging for you or whatever. And, you know, amazingly enough, people started responding back to me and having me be a guest doing that type of thing. So I just continued to blog. And then I noticed I was really aware at that time, like that YouTube is uh, trending. So I did a YouTube and I wanted my YouTube to always come off professional with me and my professional background, um, well, being a uh, professional educator, I wanted to make the videos look professional. So I hired a videographer, Gordon. And I don't think people realize like I had spent way more money than I have ever got back on YouTube. Each video, I spent a couple hundred bucks and I just started posting videos. And then later did come Instagram because originally I was just trying to figure out how to get everyone to my blog or to my YouTube. So when Instagram launched, I started kind of trying to push people to my YouTube and to my blog. So, you know, today I'm talking about this hairstyle, head to my blog. And it's so funny because now it's actually the reverse. So it's it's been a really organic process. Um, I do feel like I was on top of it a little bit before the game actually started because this was about, this is four years ago because I actually, you look at some of those old videos, I'm embarrassed to admit, I was seven months pregnant. <laughs> so I had my son, Indy, who's going to turn four in June in my belly. Like, so, you know, every week I was doing these videos and I was getting bigger and bigger and, um, I didn't let that stop me, but yeah. So over four years ago, if he's going to be four, so it's been a long time. Wow. So there's Indy and then of course there's Magnolia. Yeah. Your, your mini, as you call her. <laughs> yeah. You're an amazing mom. You've got two amazing children. Take a sidestep for a moment. I'm going to come back to, to what we were talking about, but you've got to explain Magnolia and what she's been up to. And, and she 
She literally is your mini. It's so fascinating to watch her. You know what? She is just like me. And it's not, I'm just not talking about hair, but the determination. And yeah, so like, it's it's really crazy because it made me realize how much children actually watch you. And, you know, us doing the VW tours, which consists of four weeks being on the road in our Volkswagen bus with the family and me teaching classes Mondays or Sundays and Mondays, like in classes, this is, you know, nine to 5 p.m. Um, up up to in uh, braid classes. So she's my little t-shirt salesperson. And she was just kind of always around. Everyone loved the fact that I was with my family. So my family lingered, you know, and I, I still kept a professional atmosphere. But anyways, I'm always messing around with hair and I'm always trying to figure out new styles for my courses. And one day she's like, I want a mannequin head. I want to play too. And she just kept on bothering me. And I hate saying it now, like, but she was. And so I was like, okay, okay. So I gave her a mannequin and I stuck her in the corner with a box of bobby pins, not thinking anything of it. And I looked over and I was like, oh my God, that looks so good. Can you do that again? And I recorded her and I put it on my Instagram, just kind of a, like a bragging moment. Like, look how cute my kid was. And it just like blew up. I had to make her her own Instagram. So from there, you know, she's been on the local news. She's been on little big shots in Germany. Um, There's some other things in the works I can't talk about, but it's just so fun. I mean, she has a natural, she has a natural ability for sure. She was on stage last October at Intercoiffure in New York in front of 700 of the best hairdressers in America, North America, got a standing ovation. And we watched her do an amazing updo with you kind of narrating and coaching. It was brilliant. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. And you know, like the beauty of it all too, is that, and this is the type of kind of um, educator, how I approach upstyles with structure, of course, I'm obviously way more structured than my six-year-old, but it kind of, it, it inspired me to take a step back and take some of the technical aspect of creating some of those upstyles and braids and just kind of let it happen, you know, like kind of see what you do if you manipulate hair. And I feel sometimes hairdressers were so educated or structured focused that sometimes we need to make a little bit of mistakes to kind of learn or manipulate hair in a different way. So I've actually, she's inspired me. I've learned a lot from her watching her. Let me ask you about something you said a couple minutes ago, and that's about the importance of stepping outside of your comfort zone. And again, watching you, you know, you have such confidence. Part of me thinks that by stepping out of your comfort zone on a regular basis, stretching yourself, that that helps you build your confidence. Anything you have to say about that? Yeah. I mean, it definitely does. Like I I've had like a long journey to get here, but I feel like the more I push myself and I, I, I learn about myself, I learn about my strengths and my weaknesses and I learn about hair more. Like I, I actually hated braids, Gordon. I hated braids and I forced myself into learning how to do braids two years ago. And now look, it's like one of my strengths. It's actually one of the things that I'm known for. And I think hairdressers sometimes can be intimidated by new techniques or, or braids or coloring techniques. But the only way that we're going to build confidence in that area is if we push ourselves and we get out of our comfort zone. I really think hairdressers need to do that more. I mean, I see it every time I teach a class, there's a cute lady that has never braided in her life and she's there to learn and she's so scared, but she's 
there doing it. And when she nails it, that's building her confidence. And I think me as an artist, I just, I have always just tried to push myself because I know what that's going to lead to. And it's going to lead to building confidence, but also building my craft. And I love that you jumped into beauty school with nothing, you know, that you had, you had that belief in yourself to take that big risk and, and do the top ramen. And I'm so old, there was no top ramen. I, I when I jumped into college and went through a similar process, it was black beans and rice. Cause we were in Florida for four years, <laughs> but um, yeah. Talk a little bit about that. Like, I don't know, jumping into the deep end of the pool and taking that risk in life. You know, me just kind of my journey, I've always wanted more with with hair, I feel like when I was getting to hair 16 years ago, it wasn't frowned upon, but my family was like definitely wanting more from me. So, you know, I kind of have always been on this almost personal journey to like prove that hairdressing, in fact, can be very nice job that you can make a good career out of, but also it's well respected. And you know, I really have had a very tough journey. I put myself through school and eating the top, not having a dollar, you know, and and not, I could have asked my parents for help too. That's the thing. I never did. I've, oh, I'm just super independent. But, you know, and I remember my first uh, time at a beauty school competition. I love competitions, by the way. And I started uh, entering every single competition I could. And I entered a haircutting competition and a Tony and Guy recruiter came up to me and I won. And he came up to me and he wanted me to work at Tony and Guy. So for the next six months, Gordon, that's all I could think about is I have a shoe in at Tony and Guy. And when I went to go apply, I, you know, saved up my money. I wore a nice outfit, you know, bought a nice outfit and I didn't get hired. And I was crushed. I was crushed. What was I going to do? Because this recruiter had pretty much promised me a job. And um, anyways, I moved to Scottsdale, Arizona, because I knew there was five Tony and guys in Arizona and I got a job and I then later became their salon educator and moved over seas with them. Just my whole point of that is I feel like, you know, young hairstylists get too frazzled or they get too um, lost in, in the beginning of their careers, not really knowing what to do or they've been told no or they can't work there. But I feel like me, the type of person I am and the journey I've had, I just want people to know they will get there. It's just going to be a matter of time. And I'm a living example of that because it nothing was like easy, but people just need to like keep going for it. That's such great advice, you know, and, and showing up. I mean, the fact that that you showed up and I think you've, I'm sure that's a consistent theme throughout your entire career, you know, to, to show up in, in, in Scottsdale and look for a job, you know, um, and stay true to your vision. I, I love that. Let's talk about some of the next steps in your journey because, you you know, you've built this big following. You've built this big reputation. Um, I see a couple things kind of that are new happening for you. I want to touch on all of them. So let's start with the app. What's up? So the app. Okay. So I love educating so much. And, you know, with doing my YouTube, I wanted to keep them very small videos, three to five minute videos. Well, I was finding that a lot of people wanted to see more of the breakdowns and the sections and what products I were using. So, you know, the app 
came kind of organically. It was, you know, obviously I want to uh, fill in the gap for me not being able to like go to salons everywhere. Um, you know, this little small town in Maine, it's, it's harder for me to get everywhere. And, you know, the app was an idea that everyone could have my education worldwide at the access of their fingertips, because look, you look around a hair show and everyone's on their phone. And I just wanted everyone to have um, access to my education 24 seven. And there's a lot of wonderful videos on there. And every single month I update it with three new videos, but it's not just my videos. There's a guest on the app every single month. So just one of my buddies or people that have like high integrity in the industry or um, are good educators that I invite in and they give um, a tutorial uh, with me as well as we do an exclusive interview, just kind of about salon issues and whatnot. So yeah, I'm super excited and proud of the app. It's doing incredibly well. The response has been really amazing. And yeah, I just wanted to kind of fill in that void for on the go salon education because there is you know, quite a bit of education going on online, but you know, I'm a hairstylist. I have my phone all the time. So it's just really convenient if I'm at a bridal party and I can't think of a cool creative like braid or whatnot. So now you can have 24 seven access to my app. And it's a, a subscription based app. It's very economical. Again, the quality, the investment that you've made in all of your content for all of these years, and you're continuing to make um, is, is pretty astounding. How can people find the app? Um, they can find it in their app store under confessions of a hairstylist. And it is um, subscription based. It's $9.99 a month, but my classes cost, you know, $350. So they're definitely getting a bargain. There's actually, gosh, I think there's about 18 tutorials on there and you know they're just the library is going to continue to build so it definitely is yeah it's definitely a good investment when I, what I and what I love about investing in anything you know whether it's in an app or, or going to a class or or you know buying a magazine to read rather than pick it up something is that it's a little bit of a commitment and I would hope that it means that you're going to pay attention to this thing in this case an app and you're going to use it you know because in the salon you've got that downtime and you put your ear buds in and you go have a seat and you you watch something on the app i just think that's a that's a great great value to anybody looking to build their career yeah oh my gosh absolutely you know and i i think like even if someone has like apple tv in their salon they can plug it onto their apple tv and then just you know the whole salon can watch the tutorials and there's so much more in depth than my youtube it's like having me in class and if anyone's been to any of my classes i'm very informative. I break down everything. So it's it's really like having me at your fingertips, <laughs> which is funny to say. Yeah, it really is. But it's a very good thing. Let's talk about a little bit of your journey onto the main stages as beauty shows. It's a, it's a career aspiration for so many people. Few achieve it. I was excited to get an email with the Premier Orlando show coming up and all the brilliant talent that's on that stage. And I saw your face. So I don't know, share a little bit about the journey to the main stage and any thoughts you'd have for the audience and those who someday hope to be there. Absolutely. And I think right now is a tougher time, you know, to get on that platform. It's, it's a little bit harder, but 
what I would recommend, you know, I, I feel like right now, you know, the whole craze of social media, and I know I'm a, a part of that, is is making people feel like they, they'll never be on the platform if they don't have 100,000 followers. Um, you know, and I know I've shared with you, I actually was the worst speaker ever. This is the first the first time I met you, I told you that. I was a really bad speaker, but you know, I used to go to beauty schools and just speak in front of five students and it was 10 students, 20 students. Anyways, I, um, went through the Tony and Guy educational program, but their teachers training as well. And then, you know, I, I really pushed myself to get into their recruitment and then going to salon to salon so I could actually speak better, but I would almost recommend like, it's okay to go the manufacturer route too. completely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Of they course. have so many valuable things to, to add to your speaking skills, your presentation skills and whatnot. And, you know, I just want to really, really touch on that because if I didn't have that background, Gordon, I would not be a strong educator like I am today. And that's just me. I, it, cause it was never natural to me. Now, some people are just natural at it, but you know, I feel like that's a completely, totally fine route to go to try to go to get on the platform. And one thing I feel like I've been lucky enough to do is I ask for things. If I if I want to like when I worked for Tony and guys, like I want to be your artistic director. I want to be on the art team someday. I want to I voice my dreams. And luckily, I was around people that helped nurture those dreams and really allow me to grow. So, you know, I, I recommend for some of those young shy guys that, you know, maybe need a little bit of help of presentation skills to go that route. Gordon, I just ask for things. And, you know, when I'm going to be on the main stage for premiere, I'm so excited and I'm doing it as confessions of a hairstylist brand and why that makes me so excited and so happy is because it's, it's me. It's my collection. Again, it's what Guy Tang said, like do what makes you happy. And it's going to be all of my, all my ideas and, and the, even down to the clothes and makeup and everything. So I'm really thrilled to be a part of the main stages this year as confessions of a hairstylist. Stylist, and I can use whatever brands that I believe in. And so I think it comes off a little bit more raw and real that way. One of the keys to you being who you are and having the big following that you have, again, is being raw and real and, and true to yourself. I love that message of practicing and finding the resources to do whatever it is that you want to do in life. So being a platform artist, you know, those steps that you mentioned, but I think the message of the audience is you want to be a great hair cutter. You want to be a great stylist or someone who can do up or a great colorist. You know, go out there, find the education to do that. You want to be a great educator, go get educated on how to speak, educated on how to present. You can go to Toastmasters. I don't know, you know if many in the audience have ever even heard of it. You, if you Google it, Toastmasters, like a piece of toast, Masters. Um, they, it, there, it's like a club all over the country and you can go practice speaking, um, without hairdressers, you know, get up in front of an audience, they have little meetings and there's so many great ways you mentioned going to beauty schools and, you know, volunteering to get up and talk. I just, there's such a powerful message to everybody who wants to be great at doing something, go out and educate and practice. You know, what people really need to do really is just do it. You guys yes. do it. And like, and a lot of people will say, well, I don't know if I want to do cut or color. Well, try them both. Like, there's no reason why you can't try them both and see what you love. Like, I actually was a haircutting um, specialist. Like, that's actually my strongest trait. 
But with educating, um, I wanted to do updos and braids. And that's what makes me happy right now. So that's what I educate on. But, you know, I think just a lot of trial and error. Like, I'm a firm believer, if you don't learn from your mistake, it's not a mistake. So you just got to keep on, you know, plugging away, throwing stuff at the wall and hoping stuff sticks. So another great lesson in there is to figure out what you don't like. Because I, I, you know, that's interesting. You know, like you say, cut or color, which direction do you want to take? And, and one of them is a yes and one of them is a no. And I, you know, I think that's all right, you know, to try something, to work at it and say, okay, wait a minute, this is not for me. Some people get stuck and never get there. Hey, I do color. Is it my strongest point? Heck no. Like, and I own that and I'm totally fine with that. But I would have never known that if I wouldn't have gotten out of my box. You, you're never going to catch me doing a whole class on color. You know, am I good at it? I'm decent. But yeah, I just think it's important to try all areas. It's all a form of art. And you can kind of just figure out your own, you know, the, the, the direction you want to go from those trial and errors. Yeah, great advice. So I know from some of our more private conversations, of course, we're on the podcast. So sometimes I never know, you know, where that line is between the private and public. I know you've got some little big things coming up, possibly with reality TV. Are you allowed to talk about that at all yet? Well, let's just go ahead and say maybe, maybe not. But uh, there might be some stuff in the works. Yes, Gordon. <laughs> well, I was, as I said earlier, I was very excited to see you wake up in the morning and see Jenny on my television in my living room on the Today Show. And and that had to be a really fun experience for you, um, a different experience. Anything, any learnings, any, any um, inside scoop you have from the Today Show? Oh, man, I wish I did. That was um, by... It's funny because I keep on telling my husband, no, this is the biggest thing I've ever done in my life, or this is the most nerve-wracking thing I've ever done in my life. And he's like, stop saying that. You say that about everything. But as of right now, the Today Show was so amazing, but that was the most nerve wracking thing I've ever done in my life. I called you directly after and I'm like, did you see it? I was, I mean, it, it was exciting, it, but it was, you know, the Today Show. So it was, a, it was a big deal. It was a big deal. My favorite memory from that post-show conversation was you were a little bothered. And, and we have a time difference. So the show's delayed here because you were in New York. I was in Chicago. And so I didn't see it until after we spoke. And the first thing you said to me was, they made someone else do my hair. I wanted to do my own hair. <laughs> yeah, it was a little... Um a little bit more kept than I normally do, but that's okay. I guess that's how, you know, I had to look like a news anchor, have it a fresh blow dry. But um, yeah, so I felt a little off just from my look, but that's okay. You looked spectacular as you always do. So I, I think you have nothing, nothing to worry about. Hey, but can I just go ahead and add about the Today Show? Everything was meant to be lighthearted and I'm laughing about that because I can't say everything, but I definitely had words put in my mouth. Um, you know, it was my tips, but it got a little uh, uh, rearranged, we'll go ahead and say. <laughs> well, and, uh, you know, the power of social media, you know, afterwards, and I remember again from our conversation, you felt a little stressed. You had some people, you know, give you a little bit of pushback. But A, as a, as a viewer... And as someone from the industry, I thought great inside advice. They were looking or yeah, they were looking for like behind the scenes from a hairdresser's perspective, advice to clients. And I thought you were spot on. And even being spot on, some people aren't going to agree. 
I think that you did a great job engaging with your audience, which is another reason why you have the audience that you do. And I think you had so many shout outs of love to you for representing the industry very well in, in what you did on the Today Show. So yay for all of it. Yeah. No, thank you, Gordon. I appreciate it. <laughs> Let's talk about, I'm going to go back to your heart because it's such a big part of who you are. You recently went to India and I'm going to let you explain a little bit about that because you brought the craft from America with a group of people over to India to do some really good work. And so tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So I'm a part of Walk the Walk, which was actually founded by a couple of the guys that work at Ammon Carver's Salon in New York City. So Christina Armstrong and Manny, they started this and they just wanted to do this kind of travel charitable hairdresser events uh, throughout the world, really. So the first stop that we did was India. And, you know, it was all on our own dime. Um, We paid for our own flight, hotel, food, everything. And we spent four days in the slums of Mumbai, which I mean, when I say the word slums is the perfect word for for the slums of Mumbai. It is tiny. It is dirty. You smell feces. The children are dirty, you know, like lice infested hair. Like it was by far the most intense experience I've ever had in my life, especially with having two children of my own. So um, there was collectively 12 of us hairstylists and together we probably serviced about over 300 um, people's hair, like uh, from children to adults. And we made a big impact and a big difference. And I I got a lot of the little kids just because I wanted to get all the little kids from two to like seven years old. But, you know, the smiles on their faces after they got a good haircut was priceless, you know, because they can't afford haircuts. And it really takes you back to why you got started in the first place with hairdressing to make people feel good about themselves. And and yeah, just doing simple haircuts like really made a big impact. And, you know, we did um, a lot of orphans as well. So we went to some of their government housing. And I think in the government housing that we went to, there was about 130 children and there were six of us and we got them all done in one day. It was incredible. I mean, it was definitely an eye opener. And I definitely snuggled with my babies a little bit um, tighter when I got home. And it just makes me feel like so fortunate for everything that I have. Well, and watching it on social media, watching all the posts from from the whole group that was over there, watching your videos, watching your snaps, watching your Instagram stories, collectively, you know, it, it told such a powerful story. You know, it was, as you say, it was the haircuts, but it was really about touching those people. You could see it, you know, that that, and I think, again, that's what so often happens with people in the salon, you know, that we are touched in ways that are quite unique and and people with big hearts when they touch other people's, you know, some of that kind of positivity and love transfers and, and going into an area of such destitute poverty and sharing that love and sharing that experience that some of them may never have again um, I, I, was an important thing to do. So you guys did some important work. I think you also, I don't want to understate the power of showing the world what's happening over there. I mean, I think for some people aren't aware of the poverty over there. So I think there's an awareness that you bring by going over there that was also very powerful. And I think a lot of hairdressers paid attention. I heard from a lot of hairdressers who said they wanted to go do something, you know, somewhere where people are less fortunate and take their craft there and take their hearts there and do good stuff. So you guys really inspired um, a whole different level, I think, of of activism, if you will, from the industry. So kudos to you. Yeah, that's amazing. And you know, like, 
not to toot my own horn, but like I, 10 years ago, I was actually in the Ukraine and I did the same thing by myself, um, and cut hair in Kiev, uh, Ukraine or sorry, Donetsk, Ukraine, and went to a bunch of orphanages, um, with actually a bunch of, uh, dentists that were humanitarians, but I went as the only hairdresser. And I just want to touch on the power of doing good with social media because I didn't have social media back then. You, you know how much awareness I could have brought about the conditions in, uh, Donetsk, like it, over a hundred orphanages in, in the population was over a million, but it was, it was insane. So yeah, I mean, I think awareness is huge and it's great that it's going to have a trickle down effect and hairdressers are going to want to do good and, sh- and do other things for other humans, because at the end of the day, the world's crazy and we need a little bit more of that around. Yeah. And, and, and uh, again, great, great stuff that you all did and, and great things that you're doing, you know, every day, I'm going to begin to wrap up. So I'm going to um, ask one of my favorite questions to ask. And that is anything that you were reading, listening to, viewing, and or obsessing about that you might want to share with our audience? Well, Gordon, in my busy schedule, I don't have a lot of time for reading like I once did. I will say that I'm very excited for Game of Thrones to start airing because I do (laughs) love Khaleesi's braids. I get inspired for that. I do wish that I was on set with them. But um, yeah, I mean, gosh, I used to read all the time, but I just unfortunately don't have the time like I did. Well, in watching pop culture, um, um, Anne Bray, who's a, an old friend of mine who did the hair on Hunger Games, you know, I mean, you know, to be in st- the fact that the hair that other people are doing on sets inspires you. And that the fact that you're watching such a cultural phenomenon like Game of Thrones, but you're seeing the hair, you know, how cool is that? I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, and of course, I love Jon Snow on there. But regardless, <laughs> I'm, I'm paying attention to that hair, too. Yeah, I love that. I love that. All right. So tell us how our audience can find you across all of your social channels, because there's a lot. Yeah, there is a lot. So my blog is Confessions of a Hairstylist. And then I have a Facebook, which is, ooh, it's going to change Confessions of a Hairstylist soon, but it's not. It's Hair by Jenny Streeby right now. Um, Confessions of a Hairstylist on YouTube and Jenny Streeby on YouTube. I have two YouTube channels. That's how fancy I am. And then um, on Instagram, the confessions of a hairstylist. So um, yeah, I mean, basically you can Google confessions of a hairstylist and you'll, everything will pop up. I love it. You're busy, busy and the app confessions, the confessions of a hairstylist app in the app stores. Yep. It's actually just confessions of a hairstylist in the app store, but yeah. Confessions of a hairstylist, the app. And by the way, I have to say, Confessions of a Hairstylist or The Confessions of a Hairstylist, depending on where you're going, um, the longest handle in the entire professional uh, beauty industry. <laughs> I know. I know. I Someone already had confessions and she wouldn't give it up. So <laughs> I love it. Um, and the good news is you pop up really quick. You just have to start typing in the and you get in that confessions and, and the Jenny pops right up. So so love that again comes with being one of the biggest influencers in the entire professional beauty industry, a fantastic educator, a um, inspiration to so many, and a brilliant mom and um, wife, I guess I should say, to your amazing husband, Casey. Thank you for being with us, Jenny. Um, Again, excited to have you on the American Salon Stories podcast. Thank you so much for having me. This was an honor. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Bye. Bye. 
And we'll be back next week with another American Salon Stories podcast. In the meantime, we hope you'll follow us on Instagram, where we are known as at American underscore salon, also at facebook.com forward slash American Salon. That's all one word. And of course, on americansalon.com, where you can also subscribe to our free newsletter, Your Daily Beauty Fix. This is American Salon publisher Gordon Miller, and I can't wait to bring you more American Salon stories next week. Thank you.